you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I am Are you ready? ready? My, my wig's looking a little tired. I don't know what's going on. I don't think it does. I was about to say that it looks really good. No, it looked good the first week. I think I'm like, oh. no, it looks great. It looks great. It looks like it's settled. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks like it's become a part of you. Okay. You know? Fair you enough. You know? I think it looks great. I'm full of excitement this week. So, like, the end of our last ep, I looked at what was ahead on the schedule and went, oh, it's the L word, because I notoriously have just hatred of the L word. <laughs> like, I just... I've hated it, which we can go into, like, forever. Even despite, like, not having really watched it, um, I just hated it on principle forever. But, listeners, I watched the entire first season, and I got fully sucked in to the L word. Ooh, I wasn't sure if that's how you would have described it. I'm glad to hear that it's a fully Fully. sucked in. That is, mm, that's all I'm going to say. I got fully sucked in. I mean, there are some elements of it that like totally, I feel like reaffirmed all the things that I suspected that I would hate about it. But I was in the world, man. And I the things that, some of the bigger elements that I've always like thought that I would hate about it or just hated on principle about it, like AKA Shane, I felt completely differently about watching the show. So... I'm fucking yeah. excited for this. I have copious notes, boo. I went crazy. I watched all, I, I took all the notes while I was watching it. I was so excited. Yay. So like, oh my God, where do we begin? I feel like we need to give some historical context, like Great. the media landscape at this point. So this is 2004 when the L mm. word comes out and it's Showtime show. Showtime has had, has already launched a pretty, groundbreaking queer show in Queer as Folk, which is uh, the American adaptation of the UK show, which I think we should totally watch because I've never watched it. Have you watched the UK Queer as Folk? I have not watched the UK. We should do that shit. We should do that shit and do like a comparison thing. But anyway, so Queer as Folk started 2001 or 2000. It's our senior year of high school. And it just like blew our our mind holes wide open, I feel, because it was really the first super accessible queer media that we had to watch like every week and we all you know predictably got sucked into it and then i feel like that kind of paved the way for the l word to come into being um l word comes in 2004 we're juniors in college at this point i am at a very queer college (laughs) i'm at wellesley college women's college being a super bi and just rolling in very queer circles and it's this thing of like every time like me and my super queer group of like theater friends hangs out it's always do we watch the l word or do we watch queerest folk and every time it was the l word i was always like ugh, fucking l word um and so does I guess, that mean that so does that mean that you've seen episodes from back in the day? Like you did watch some of it a little no, bit? No, because most of the time, like when that would happen, I would be like, I'm out, or like I would see a second of it and I would just be like judgmental asshole about this it. This image though of like a dark, stormy Caitlin <laughs> like diking out at Wellesley, who then when the L word comes on is like, I'm too yo, I'm so I'm so gay. This is this is gay. 
Like, I can like see that shit so clearly. And it's like, no, it was totally so like dark and stormy. It's so like, much. It's so much. It was. It was. It was kind of like I was being a, a character on the L word about it. Like, if that yeah, sense. exactly. I was just moody as fuck. Like, I was moody as fuck for no reason. Like, and also for every reason. And I have. I mean, I won't go too deeply into this, but like, I mean, we could. Mia and I could talk for a million years just about how difficult it can be to find your place when your identity is bisexual um and it was really just it was an unexpected experience at wellesley because i knew i was bi like going in like i was i was very solidly like comfortably bisexual in my identity and found my queer peeps but i feel like at at wellesley and i think probably at other schools where there's this like sizable queer population and it's like very queer welcoming um you get a lot of people who see that and are exposed to it and beautifully are like oh i i wonder about my own identity and like you know explore and all that stuff so i think because of that and because of the age that we all were there's a lot of like performative queerness you know what i mean not that like it's not Mm -hmm. that it's not genuine in terms of the person's identity but it's a lot of like very what's the word what's the word i'm looking for very like not calculated but like very intentional around like i i have to present a certain way you know in order to like fully be in my queer self and like i'm not a valid queer if i don't um and i've gotten shit over the years for like presenting as femme and like not not appearing who gives you shit i'm gonna beat them up Girl, I got stories. I'm going to beat them up. Like, they say this shit to your face? Dude, I... I, I mean, there's two stories. One of which you know. Um, it's my ex-girlfriend. The other one is... And I was just talking about this with my therapist. <laughs> so we were talking about pride and how, like... I just have a very complicated relationship with pride. And I think that's because... One of the times I went to Pride in New York, I was walking down the street like with a friend and literally this drag queen walked past me and I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was something to the effect of like, you're straight, you can't be here. Like you don't belong here. Someone I did not know walking past me looked looked at me and like did the opposite of clock me. They're like, no, you're straight. You can't be here. And I, it was really, it was like deeply upsetting. And I went home and was just like, I'm never going to Pride again. Like I was, I was but you, really but upset. But you can't even internalize that, right? I mean, it was a drag queen who probably has, I mean, I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions right now, but like a lot of Make trans identity assumption. like yeah. is about reifying gender binary. Absolutely. So, like it may have been coming from a place of like jealousy, like who knows, you know, like it could have been a whole bunch of shit. I don't know, but it really, um. I, I thank you for that context. It really did fuck me up in the in the in the moment, though, and I felt like really ashamed and just like awful, Aww. and not like, and not queer enough, like all that all that shit. So, I think that automatically when I see someone like a Shane character, I get this like defensive self-protective like oh like you don't know who you are you have to like put on this whole 
um, you have to put on a cost, a queer costume essentially in order to like feel okay about yourself and like be accepted and whatnot. Um, and at my college, like for the most part, um, I feel like (laughs) there were, uh, just on a more like shallow selfish note like the girls that usually like like the shanes like got got everybody and like everybody was into they they presented that way they presented like a little more like mask or boyish and there just wasn't a place you know for like a more femme presentation and enter the l word which honestly if that was what you were missing or looking for should have been where you were the whole time it's like mostly these ultra femme women. So, yeah. so, and like, and bisexuals on the show, like there is biphobia on the show, which we will get out there. But, um, <laughs> but I think I was just blinded by the Shane of it all because like everybody was so into Shane and I was just like, I am not attracted to this like oh, horror of a, of a haircut, like. Hey, aging, now. aging rock star. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, wow. listen, listen. Pause, pause, listen. This is me. This is me and myself from college. So okay. I've done a complete okay, okay, 180. Okay, okay. Okay, I've done okay. a complete 180. Okay. Caitlin at age 37. How fucking old am I? 37. I am fully on the Shane train, like fully on the Shane train Ooh, and not fully not on of, a Shane train. Not because it, and a lot of it is because is like I have to actively like I have to like mentally do some gymnastics to like take the haircut away and like the horrible, the whole whatever. But I mean, she's beautiful, obviously. Like Catherine Monaghan is is gorgeous. Um, yes, but she also, is. Put some respect I'm, on her name. But I'm so like, I'm really I, I find Shane so likable. Like instantly, yeah. I just liked her so much, and she's funny and yeah, people like, want to fuck her because she's fun and, to be around, and she has like. That's heart of gold. She has such heart. I was like, I yeah. didn't expect that. Yeah, I didn't oh, she's expect all the things. All. They made Shane perfect, basically. Just yeah, in case they you did. were watching. Right. So yeah, I'm fully on the Shane train. I was like, I, I'm more. So I'm more into like her angst than her mystique. They I guess. Make, they they even make her promiscuity seem like it's coming from like a godly place of like. <laughs> How can I deny getting to know exactly, exactly. all of these souls? Like, right. I, like, I'm on earth to connect and to be with one with other women. Blah, blah, exactly. Blah. It's, like, it's coming from a place just like, of like, just like okay. admiration for women and like reverence for women kind of like thing. Like when she has that whole thing with Tammy, whatever her name is. Tammy. Um, Wait, Melissa the girl Etheridge, the sto- Melissa the Etheridge's ex-wife. Yeah, the stalker who's Melissa She's Etheridge's She's Melissa Etheridge's, Etheridge's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, they were like a big icon. Basically, any person you don't know on the show, you should Google because they're like queer canon people. Like because every single I, one. Yeah, I was so, <laughs> I was really like taken aback by how many just like Guinevere Turner is on it. Like fucking everybody's on the yeah. show at some point. Pretty much. So, they basically, yeah. they basically like you're making a show about lesbians, bitch. And I've been I'm out in. in Hollywood. <laughs> I've been out in Hollywood for however long. Uh, sign me up. Um, yeah. This is my shit. Don't like make a show about being queer in L.A. and don't put me on it. Right. Exactly. And they put them on. Um, so yeah. So Shane. Yeah. yeah. Shane. Shane has a whole th- with the stalker and the way she like is like compassionately talking to the stalker, like just like totally own that whole situation. Like, come on, let's hug it out. Like I'm gonna fuck other people, but it's. 
because I'm a lover, not a fighter. And you're just like, okay. I was like, I love you, Shane. Like, yeah, that was, that might have been the moment where like, oh no, that wasn't the moment. The moment that, so that was moment one. And then the moment that really like fully destroyed me was, as you know, like the Sherry Shane of it all. I was Mm -hmm. so into that, like so into it. And then when Shane like rushes, so she thinks that like Sherry, um, is under the impression that she was like involved with her daughter and she like rushes to the house and she's like, Sherry, no, it's not true. It's not true. I was like, ah, <laughs> like yeah, lost watching my Shane mind. like be a tortured love ball was that like, the highlight was of the whole series. Uh, the yeah. worst. And by the worst, I mean the best. Um, but let's pull back. So the L word, I mean, if you haven't gathered it by now, like the L word is about um, a group of friends in L.A., like very queer group of friends, though, as you were saying in our last ep, like it's a more mixed group, at least initially. Right. Mm hmm. Jenny. Jenny Schechter. Jenny Schechter, who identifies as straight when the show begins. Mm hmm. And she's a burgeoning writer. That moves mm-hmm. to L.A. Um, with her partner, Tim, who is like a athletic coach. Who is also the Gregster from Cruel Intentions. Yes. And I love him. Another early aughts queer masterpiece. I mean, <laughs> Cruel Intentions is queer, like, media. It's so fucking queer. <laughs> it's so queer. Like, I feel like every character in that movie is queer. Right? Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so, Gregster's in it. Um, <laughs> and uh, then you have the iconic Pam Greer. Oh. Who I met in person because while the L word was still on the air and I was beginning my out corporate persona as a young, you know, uh, Wall Street upstart, um, got tickets to the GLAAD Awards. From my firm. What is your life, by the way? And I took my, I was with my boyfriend at, of the time for like a month. And I'm like, hey, you want to go to the like GLAAD Awards with me? Because I'm a bisexual queen and I got these tickets <laughs> and we're going to go. And then Pam Greer was sitting at the next fucking table. Oh my God. And then God. Um, ben, ben took a picture with her that I still like have. Like it's like in my Facebook feed. It's crazy. Oh, I got to look that up. I love Pam Greer. And I feel like and that was not 05. enough of her. No, sorry. That was 06. So it was early on in the L words, like, like popularity. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pam Greer, fucking icon, like yeah. absolute icon. And I feel like this was really her comeback from the height of her fame, I suppose, in like the 70s and stuff, right? Because I feel like she was a little bit under the radar. Yes, between, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. She, was, she was very much a 70s. Black exploitation. Uh, black exploitation, like, you know, actress, like, you know, just popular, beautiful model. Amazing. Doing her thing. And then she had this resurgence. Um, I actually need to go back for a second. I just realized what I just said. Like, my boyfriend, who was like 23 and very, very straight, was very, very supportive of my queer identity. He was a good egg. He was. I in know, general. but I was, I treated him like shit. That's a whole, we can't even get Well, we even I mean, you we were also. You were also a baby, so, like, you can't, you know, you God were also 23. Yeah. Thank you, Ben, wherever you are, <laughs> for affirming me in my queer bi identity without without, without fetishizing it, without, like, you know, he just was, like, Being okay, threatened like, by like, it. Like, right. I love that he came. I love that. Oh, God. 
Go Ben. We can talk about Alice, our, the the bisexual icon of the show, Alice Piazeki, who is an aspiring me- media personality, and she loves to gossip, and so that's why she's my favorite <laughs> character. Also, love to gossip. She's also like the goofiest character. So like. The beef that I had with the L word before I knew anything about it when I was in college was primarily like the show is so moody. Like it just seems so moody. Like everybody's so moody and everybody just has the same personality and like nobody's goofy. Like there's no one I can relate to that kind of thing. But I feel like as the first season goes on, like Alice like shows that she's a fucking goofball. Oh, yeah. Alice is I mean, I think Alice. And Dana is is like. Well, here's the thing, like, right, like, I, I was, I'm, I, I, in all the dozens of times I've watched the whole series, like, the two, like, women who are presented to us as, like, the couple to root for, and, Mm -hmm. like, dare say, like, the, you know, romantic heart of the show, if if, is Bette, who's, like, glam lesbian, power power charged, power charged, like, Beautiful, like Jennifer Beals, Flash Dance, dance, you know, all of that shit. And then her partner, Tina, who um, is in her first uh, queer relationship in dating Bet, and they decide to like just be together forever. And but when the show begins, they're eight years into a relationship. So you're seeing like, you know, the U-Haul syndrome like eight years in or whatever and we're all supposed to just like goo gaga over it because through all the love and trials and tribulations they find their way back to each other blah 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 anyway Alice was always way more interesting to me <laughs> um, and uh, even now when I rewatch it I'm like okay Bet and Tina like okay yeah um, even though Bet and Tina did make me cry yesterday but we can't talk about it because you're not there yet so I won't say anything else can we talk about <laughs> Bet and Tina for a hot second because like uh, in season one, primarily, like in the first like few episodes, I was like, "God damn!" Like, Bet is treating Tina like garbage. Um, yeah. And so I started like being an asshole and like googling about it. And every like, I don't know, fan review I've ever seen is, "What does Bet see in Tina? Bet is so glamorous. It's it's so oh. shallow." Oh yeah, no, like the way people romanticize. Bet is wild. What is which, wrong like, with people? Well, it's like an, I think I think it's honestly internalized misogyny and heteronormativity because they're absolutely. like absolutely they're like oh like I identify as a lesbian but I still want to be in this like power differential that's been normalized in heteronorm you know heteronormative relationships mm-hmm. and she's beautiful and so if someone's gonna dick me around at least she's beautiful it's like this weird thing and that's why I was never into it I'm like okay and like okay. Yeah, I just don't, um, like, I understand what the appeal is. It's not there for me. Like, it's absolutely not there for me. And I just. At all. I'm just, I feel like they, Tina, they, they, at they least. They kiss weird. Do you ever, do you ever look weird? <laughs> like, they, well, like, they, like, stretch their mouths, like, in every direction. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, they do it. They their do sex a lot scenes of are not weird. Ex- they're not, in, I'm not in, uh, aroused by that. I'm just like, oh, girl. Oh, girl. Welcome, so, Tasha, like, in season five y'all have a treat wait or season four y'all have a treat waiting for you that's how it should be done we'll i have seen a little someday. bit of that because i think you you made me watch I mean, i'm day. sure i did i was like i don't give a fuck if you haven't seen the l word you will watch this episode <laughs> and i was sitting there all moody like Ugh. um so the bed and tina like <clears throat> so just to like 
quickly recap what happens to them in season one. Um, they're trying to get pregnant. They're searching for uh, a sperm donor for a while. Um, they finally make it happen and they have a miscarriage, which is like devastating. And I feel like that was beautifully done. Um, I feel like I don't, you don't see it enough. Like you don't see that story that's so common enough in any media. And it was just very beautifully treated and very beautifully acted. Um, and then it's sort of that along with a bunch of other things like is testing their relationship and uh, bet cheats on Tina in like with <laughs> like a pseudo the girl like, was oh, hot she's though. so hot like Candace is fucking hot like Candace she's a the hot carpenter, carpenter. <laughs> And the way that she like walks with her fucking tool belt, I was like, oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I know we're not talking about this because we're talking about Bettina and, Tina and yeah, all whatever. the glory of there, whatever. But like, <laughs> if I was gonna cheat, I mean, it would be with Candace. It would be with Candace. Like, mm. it just is what it is. Like, Bet cheating was one of the first times I was like, oh, like that's why people cheat. Like, sometimes you're just like, holy shit, like I have to fuck you. Yeah, and it's okay, but I, I do have to say, like, the things that I need to make fun of okay. in the show are very there, and that's one of them. Like, the pseudo-cheating scene where they're, like, having, having quote, like, it's sort of like they're having phone sex, but in the same room, because they're, like, oh. describing what they're doing to each other, but not actually touching each other, because it's a line that Bet can't cross, I suppose. Because um, they're in, I mean, long story short, like, they're in a prison cell together, and like Bet, oh, Bet, about that. and Bet has her like face against the wall, and she's like, "Tell me what you're doing to me." And I was just like, "This is the most <laughs> ludicrous shit I've ever seen in my life. Like this ah! is redonkuloid." And I bet all the young lesbians were like, "Oh my god," you know? <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. And and then so like uh, Tina does. Tina finds out by basically like seeing them interact with each other nothing salacious just like something that looks a little bit too intimate to not point to like them cheating with each other the kind <laughs> the of thing only a woman would notice with exactly her, with her woman with her womanly wiles and intuition that's right <laughs> sixth sense um sixth sense is vagina um so <laughs> the scene where like, I was fully in, in this season, like, despite that ridiculous, like, pseudo phone sex scene, I was fully in the season until the scene where Tina confronts Bet. Mm. And she flops around like a deranged Muppet with too much hair going, like, so, okay, so I'm like, sorry, but like, when, you, so when you're confronting a partner in a cheating situation, which I've done. Which I have done. Um, I don't think you can judge anyone in that moment. Like, whatever they are doing is okay. Even if, if it's, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I actually, think, I actually think upon rewatching this time, like, a lot of those, like, hyper-dramatized moments. Like, they're kind of kitschy. They're kind of campy. They are, but they're also just like, yo, it bees like that sometimes. Like, I get it. Like, I, girl, I get it. Like, you know that I, I literally, like, like two started. two girls in do- a fight about the fidelity in their relationship. Looks of like course. that. It's, it's high dyke drama. It is high dyke drama. But, like, but then, like, okay, so that was bad enough. And then Bet basically, like, sexually assaults her. Like... <laughs> 
let's not discuss that. Like it's Tina is clearly true. Tina is clearly saying no, like don't touch me. And Bet like tears her dress off and is like forcing her to make love so they can like reconnect in this moment and like so she can prove that that happened. It's fucked, man. It's but those fucked. are all the scenes that those are all the scenes that girls that like power dykes love. That's really fucked up. And y'all need y'all need. I was gonna say y'all need Jesus, but you really need therapy. Like. I don't know. Well, season two, Beck gets a run for her money because they insert another don't, power dike into the situation. Don't spoil me. That's not a spoiler. It's like more like a teaser. It's more like what they would show you in the trailer. You'd be like, who's that? Who that? Who so that? wait, Candace. So Candace disappears. Um, I shouldn't say that either okay. way because that would be a spoiler. But I shouldn't even ask you. Why but what I, I what I what I just mean is that they introduce more ca- as the show now has more money and more whatever. You know, they have a broader, bigger cast and more character. You know. There's another power dike. But. Uh, who else do we have to account for in the friend group? Dana, who you love, professional tennis player, who may Dana's or may not have favorite. like had a had an adolescent affair with Steffi Graf, because that's totally who that was supposed to be, I think. Oh. In that flashback. I, yeah. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, because they, they bleep the name. So like she's a professional tennis player. And there's actually a really great episode where they each like a ways into the first season where all the main characters tell their coming out story or their, you know, revelation around their lesbian queer identity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Shane's was hilarious, by the way, because it's like she's like on the playground and it's like she was in the sandbox and I was done. And then the story is like over. Yeah. But um, so Dana's she's a professional tennis player as an adult and she went to tennis camp uh, in her teens. And she alludes to the fact that like she the, the person that she like had her first experience with is now like a famous tennis player. And they bleep, they show the flashback and she says the girl's name and they bleep it out. But it was clearly Steffi. Like it was Steffi Graf, which was funny. Oh. I appreciated it. It was great. I is Steffi Graf like an out queer person? No, now? not that I am aware of. Ooh, um, I, wonder, I wonder if that was them trying to like send a message. Also, like, I, I just don't know if the... So she was born in 1969. Does that, like, track age-wise? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that it was, it was Steffi Graf. Okay. Anyway. Um, how did we get on to this? Dana. So, Dana, who you love? She's another one of my favorite characters. She's such a goof. Basically, Alice and Dana are my favorite characters. They're so goofy. Oh. Although, I will say, like, please tell me if I'm wrong... The Dana Alice kiss at the end of season one felt for me like it came out of literal nowhere. Like I was completely like, what? I don't. I feel like in the beginning, you sort of see the building blocks of that, like in the very beginning where they're like, they have that like Richie and Eddie from it kind of thing where they're like bickering with each other all the time. But that kind of drops out and then you forget about it. And then all of a sudden, Alice is showing up on her doorstep and kissing her. Did I miss something? No. <laughs> you're where we're you're where we are all are. And, um, but that's why you gotta watch season two and I don't think you can wait till we record unless we're gonna record next week. Gotta change the schedule because you gotta keep going because I can't keep talking in these abstractions about what did or didn't happen. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so we gotta change the whole schedule. We gotta change our whole lives to accommodate. Yeah. All right. I mean I, I would be up for that because only because like I really wanted to watch more. When it ended. Well, um. <laughs> so I think I think now is an appropriate time to drop my bomb. <laughs> so supposedly, 
Mia has a major bomb to drop regarding the both of us, and it's a good bomb. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what it is. So what is it? Drop the bomb, baby. Well. Oh, my God. You you brought the lip smack back. (laughs) You brought it back for this occasion. I I can't even do it. Perhaps (laughs) we could record the next episode together in person because I will be in New York this (gasps) weekend. Oh my god! To see you Sunday into Monday for the first time in almost two years. Hell yeah! Yay! Oh, that's a great bomb! Yay! I don't know, I I don't like, know what I was afraid of. I was like, on the pod. I was like, are we going to jail? Like, what happened? <laughs> Is someone suing us? Bringing it back to the L word, I feel like the only, the only character we haven't really talked about is Jenny. Jenny is miserable. Oh my fucking she's god! She's the Dawson of she's the Dawson of the L word, clearly. And she's Dawson times like a gajillion. Like she's seriously, she's on another level. And it's funny because like at first you don't really see it, and then she literally by the end of season one you're like, oh, she's a full on sociopath. Like she's yeah. a pathological liar, like sociopathic mess. Like, yes. absolute mess. And this is why you can no longer wait. Like, I'll even, like, if once we get off this, we can, like, live watch the next. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that you, the fact that you think she's a sociopath now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. wild. Like, she just. I she can just imagine. several different dimensions. Like, she literally, like, goes through, like, what do you call those things in space? Galaxies. Her delivery. Mm-hmm. is like iconic and I want to I want to like develop a, an, Im- an impression of her because it's so like we oh my hate God. her because she owned that role like we hate her because right she was like, she's good she was, I mean she's she took good. the notes and she, they were like they were like be a petulant child she's like noted Got she it. understood the assignment and she, <laughs> she brought it the assignment she understood the fucking, she fucking assignment brought it and then she keeps Bringing it, like how she didn't get Golden Globes, honestly, in retrospect, for like how fucking know. crazy she is, is ridiculous. Well, to be honest, like, and this is homophobia, like, nobody on these queer shows, like, got nominated for jack shit, apart from, mm-hmm. like, Glad Awards at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And granted, and, and like, Glad the, was not going to give her awards because she's no, vilified in the gay community. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the whole gay community would have, like, rioted the next day. Right. Um, every lesbian would have been like, nope. <laughs> I'm canceling my Showtime subscription. Do you remember the scene where Jenny is so like after she and Tim break up? Um, Fast forward, Tim, they break up because she had a gay awakening. Yeah, of course, as we all do, as we all do in our lives. Um, so he starts dating. Uh, he's a swim coach. So I thought at the beginning of the season that it was a high school, but it is a college. Like he's a swim coach at a college. Or is it a high school? Because he starts dating uncle- one of the students. It's unclear. It's unclear, um, man. And it's unclear, and it's problematic in its lack of clarity because it's not clear if he's dating a high school or college uh-huh. student. I was. I either way, re- it sucks. I on this like, rewatch just la- I landed on it's a college student, but it's still wildly inappropriate. Yes, and I think I think what happened, I suspect what happened is that it was high school in the first episode, and then when they decided he was actually going to, like, they were like, nope, it's college. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know. 
Um, so he, he ends up uh, being, you know, involved with this student and Jenny is sort of like stalking, but she's like eavesdropping, like looking, she's just eavesdropping on them and stalking. And then the student like walks past her and basically catches her stalking. And she says, I'm just on my way to the grocery store to get some bread for toast. Yeah. It's- I'm not doing it justice whatsoever, but like the way it takes like five years for her to say that. And it's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, well, one way to watch the L word is just to like drink when Jenny says like ridiculous <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, that is one way to do it. Because as you're saying that, I'm like, there's like literally 15 more lines like that. Like in season two, and then it and then some bread for toast. like you can really put you can put um, the L word in like a season one, season two camp. Maybe even a season one, season two, season three is like one chunk. And then the last three seasons, I mean, it's just balls to the wall, like the Jenny crazy show. Yeah, it was the the Jenny was insufferable and I felt so bad for Tim. Um, I made a note in my notes that by the end of the season, Tim has a lesbian haircut. That's <laughs> true. It does like start to like do the like feather tail flippy feather thing. The old like Ellen haircut from like the nineties. It's like yeah, it's it's like that. I'm also obsessed with Ivan. Like obsessed. Oh yeah. Oh my god. First of all, the actress that plays Ivan Kelly Lynch. Yeah, all of it's hot. Like she's hot. Ivan's hot. Yeah. He's hot. Like, I mean, it's just like give it to me. Like yes, a thousand yes. percent. Yeah, I'm gonna like, assume. I'm like, 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 I feel like he would turn me out. Like, I mean, like, he like. Oh my god, up, same. And I'm like, Hard oh my god, same. I'm like gay for you. I don't. Oh my god, <laughs> and I'm he's saying. like, he's so gentlemanly and like, oh, hot. and also like drag king performer. Like, I don't even know if you should. So I feel like the L word like doesn't know how to address his gender identity. Like they're just well, this completely... is before we had the whole they thing, right? That's true. Um, but but I feel like they don't even have them declare it or anything and the it's really I mean but you see like the true colors of like the lesbian group and like their you know myopic view of the world because they're very staunchly like she she and Kit's like what are you like what are you talking about like clearly not like clearly it's more complicated than that you know right but I'm always fascinated like gender communication right like this was a fuzzy time it was a very fuzzy time exactly it was like we knew we needed to change the language but we hadn't come up with the new language Right, right. Or how we or how we use language. So it was just like, Meh, we're just not going to make it any better or worse. We're just going to like let you decide. <laughs> yeah. So it's unclear if this is, but but I was like, okay, so this is clearly not um, a cis identifying like female lesbian because um, because they, they 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 present themselves like in their quote drag king attire like out of you know performance time. So like. I don't know. Anyway, I fucking love Ivan. <laughs> I love um, Ivan. Yes. yes. I want yes, Ivan and Kit to be Ivan, together. Ivan, yes. Ivan is a hottie. Um, oh, Ivan so And makes me feel things every time. I'm like, oh. I, I love Ivan. Ooh, I'm back, you're back. You make me feel things. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I forgot to mention. So, like, I, I do. I have to say, like, now that I know that there is, like, some campiness, like, to the show, and to the performances, like in the high drama moments, 
I really appreciated the moment after uh, Tina finds out that Beth's cheating on her. That she so okay, pulling it back. The, the scene you were the just chart. smashing before, because you were like, she's like, no, 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 not that scene. And here's the thing, like, I can appreciate that from like a mommy dearest, like high camp performance, like kind of level. Like, if that was yeah. the intention, like, I am all a fucking about it. Like, I love an over the top performance that's like intentionally over the top is fucking amazing. Um, and here's what makes me wonder if it was intentional. So after that, um, Tina goes to Alice's house. And Alice, we didn't talk about this, but Alice has created this chart, which we replicated at Wellesley, an, an epic chart of who's slept with whom. Or like who's, I mean, because they, 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 they don't just limit it to who slept with who. It's like even who kissed who, you know, like who's connected to whom through like whatever, like physical stuff. Um and it's and she puts it online and it's this like massive chart that like it's like a collectively sourced chart because like other people can log into it and like put their names on it and be like, oh, yeah, I slept with that chick, like blah, blah, blah. And it just grows and grows. But she has like the original prototype on this whiteboard in her apartment. And Tina, <laughs> Tina comes over <laughs> to Alice's house and like reaches the marker up and writes Candace's name all shaky like it's a fucking horror movie and I was like this is operatic like this is I don't know um I know we're not anywhere near done talking about any of this but we are like I'm excited about it because not only am I gonna make you watch all remaining five seasons in short order but now there's the fucking Gen Q that started in 2019, right, right. which has OG characters. So basically, yes, I got you I on this for like the rest of the year. <laughs> Forever. What I appreciate about this show is that it really does just make you want to dike the fuck out. Like, That's it's so inspiring in that way. Like, after I, the minute I finished season one, I texted you and said, let's go on a gay cruise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't date men. I didn't date men for like two years after... After I saw this. I do have a bomb to drop on you. An L word related bomb. Okay. And I hope it's something that you're not aware of yet. Okay. To your knowledge, have you, and don't look, don't cheat. Don't look it up. So the actor, Eric Mabius, I believe his name is the actor who plays Tim, AKA the Gregster. What else have we seen him in? Don't cheat. We definitely saw him in Cruel Intentions. Mm-hmm. What else have we seen him in? I looked this up and my head exploded. <laughs> I don't remember, but he was in a few things from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm a cheerleader. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he I was. Mean, I, I made that up. I don't know. Um, no, don't tell me. Don't? Okay. Welcome to the dollhouse. I'm just going to keep Did you look it up? No. That's what he's in. That's crazy. (laughs) That is. Yeah. I didn't look it up. I promise you. I didn't look it up. Do you know who he plays? The guy that she has a crush on. Like I literally guessed. So I don't even know. The guy that Heather Matarazzo has a crush on that plays the guitar and like no, talks about her fingers. It's him with the long hair. The guy that t- the guy that talks to her about her fingers is Eric. Yes. is Eric Mabius. Let's get a little wild. That's Let's weird. Sometimes you sometimes you have to crazy. wonder like 
Am, like, cause, because we're such media <laughs> junkies, like, did I unintentionally become, like, an IMDb, like, dictionary? Because, like, that's all right. Ra- like, <laughs> like, what made me go there without having no memory of, like, I don't, like, I can't picture what you're saying. I remember right. fingers was a big part of the movie. <laughs> right. Do you want to see my, my fingers? fingers? <laughs> oh, so gross. Um, but, you know, oh, anyway, she's on the show eventually, too. Something to look forward oh, to I in a later season. Oh, I fucking love her. I love her so much. I will also say, so <laughs> the other thing that I hated about the L word, uh, which did we talk about this in a previous episode, is the theme song, a.k.a. kicking, punching, fighting, fucking. Oh, yeah. I, 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 know you, I know you hate that. And the season one theme song Doesn't is like, have di- it. di- it's different. So that's why another reason why I can't. I was thinking that when I was driving home today. I was like, can't wait till Caitlin gets season two. Because I, really, I, I really wanted to sing it like as our outro today. I'm going to look it up. Get the lyrics. L word. It's, it's theme not song, kicking, lyrics. punching, fighting, fucking. It's not that. But that's how I remember it. It's kind of like the earworm we were talking about in Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, Please where it's explain. like it gets it, it gets in there and you're like, fuck, the song sucks, but it's in my head. And that's kind of like the L word theme song, um, which I'll reserve till our close, but I have it up ready to sing whenever. I'm going to hate every second of it. Oh, it's going to um, be great. I'm going to hate it. <laughs> the last thing I want to address about the L word is that when you were getting into it or like it was one of the many times that you were trying to urge me to get into it. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, you said to me, everybody on the L word has perfect breasts. You yeah. said that. And it makes me wonder, what is your idea of the perfect titty? Because oh. I watched the show, and I'm like, I don't know if I agree with this assessment. This is a great... Okay. Well, who has deformed titties that you want to, like... Nobody has deformed titties. Black. They're just, like, not... They're not up to my standard, because they're, cause they're all well, waves. Caitlin, like, everybody Caitlin, on the show look, is a fucking wave. You don't have to sugarcoat it. We all know you love your breasts, okay? Caitlin's <laughs> <laughs> standard. I eat her perfect bosom. <laughs> Yeah, mine are great. They're phenomenal. <laughs> Even um, at age thirty-seven, they're phenomenal. Um, no, yeah, but, no, um, no, because they're, they're I, all. I think, I think like, I'm, I'm think I'm think I'm responding to a perky, a perkiness that's not flat chested. I see what you mean. Like it, they just sit in almost all cases. Like they're just, you're like, wow, like the kind of bra. It's the kind of the kind of boob. They're the kind of boobs where you could go braless often. That's, I mean, that's what it is. That's also something I hate about, like, (laughs) I hate about, like, mainstream lesbian aesthetic and, like, the L word is the whole, like, hmm, I'm like a double A cup and I never wear a bra and my tits are visible through my shirt, always. (laughs) I just walk around with, like, Uh, visible visible nipples and, like, perky tiny titties. Like, I just, not my, not my thing. Look. Look, I, I I have a, I have a large bosom, and so maybe what I'm reacting to is the like whimsy of it all. Like I want, <laughs> like they can just they can just wear a little t-shirt, a little t-shirt, show a little titty. You know, if I were to do that, fucking shit would look obscene. Number one, number two. <laughs> In the pandemic, I mean, Mama went. Mom, I went without a bra for a lot of the pandemic, and then bless, shit started God back. Bless. Shit started back up, and I was like, "Oh God, I need bras!" And so then I had to put my bosom back in captivity. 
Um, and so I think it's like I'm really sensitive to like signs of like bondage and freedom. Blame it on my ancestors. And like I just think Wow, like, <laughs> wow, wow. Like when I wow. see L word bosom, I see it freedom. It all comes back to slavery. Okay. It always comes back to slavery. <laughs> When I see Albert Bosom, I see freedom. <laughs> you know. I'm there's taking no, notes right there's now. There's nothing more free I than an like... L word today. <laughs> honestly, girls with whimsical titties have way more fun. What? They can like leave that the house is... like breezily like it's not a whole operation they're just like oh mcdonald t-shirt they're not they're not more fun i would say they're more free to your point okay to your point especially like a lesbian with like a short haircut and like a whimsical titty like a whimsical double a cup like no bra no like styling of the hair just like wash and go bro anything else that you would like to say did anything come out at you upon your rewatch that like surprised you or took you aback as a diehard L Word fan. Every, I mean, a lot of it's what you hit on. I mean, it's the things that I've always loved about the season. So watching Shane kind of unravel as she realizes that she can't live without a meaningful romantic relationship. And mm. she finds that in this hot older woman. Hello. Rosanna Arquette. Hello. Hamada, Hamada, Hamada. Speaking Who, of what? titties, titties out. Yeah, she has titties a Titties out. Rack. Nice bra. Good rack. Right. What else did I love about the season? Um, I love, well, first of all, Bet and Tina's home, like, just makes me want to die. Like, I need to give a shout out to, like, the architectural elements of the show and the pool in the back and, like, all these things that make me just go, why isn't this my life? I really liked Dana's relationship with Lana as it was Laura. Me too. Laura Perkins. Laura Perkins. The soup the chef. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's the soup chef. She cooks soup chef. Soup. Dana. So cute. <laughs> um, and doesn't, doesn't Dana like remind you of Sigourney Weaver? Oh my God. Hell yeah. Yeah. She's very beautiful. She's yeah. Very it's like, beautiful. It's very much. And then my love, the love of my life is Alice Piazzecki. So that's it. So are you ready to sing this theme song, Boo Boo? Yes. Okay. But you don't Let's... you don't know it, so I have to carry it. Or should I put the lyrics in the chat? You, you do have to carry it. it. I'm not gonna uh, unless you want me to butcher it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Girls in tight dresses, <laughs> drag with mustaches, chicks driving fast on ya. news with long lashes, women who long love less, women who give. Busy trying to sing with me. This is the way, it's the way that we live. Then your part, the part you hate. Talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, riding, winning, losing, cheating, kissing, thinking, dreaming. <laughs> this is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And love. Boom. Woo! L word. far off from like kicking, punching, fighting, fucking. They do say fighting, fucking. What did you say it was? 
kicking, punching, fighting. <laughs>